what do you do when you finish your first draft? Because finishing your first draft is a really huge accomplishment. It's something that so, so many people want to do, but never actually manage. And you've probably worked really hard for months, maybe even years, to write your book and tell the story to yourself. It's an amazing feeling to make it to the end. You've completed this first major step to publishing a book. But you've also kind of fallen off the edge of the map. and welcome to Your Next Draft. I'm Alice Sudlow, and in this podcast, I'll teach you how to finish your first draft, edit your next draft, and craft a publication-ready novel. I am a developmental editor, avid reader, and story nerd. I help writers write and edit books they're truly proud of, and then publish stories readers love. Every week, I'll give you quick, actionable tips you can use right away to finish your next draft. Stick with me and with your editing process, and soon you'll publish an amazing book. Welcome to the first episode of Your Next Draft. I'm Alice Sudlow, and I created this podcast to help you finish the next draft of your book. That might mean writing your first draft, or it might be editing your second draft or beyond. In this episode, I'm going to start at the beginning, or almost at the beginning, and answer a question I get from writers all the time. What do you do when you finish your first draft? But before we get to that question, I want to share a little bit about myself. I'm a developmental editor and a copy editor. I've worked one-on-one with writers, giving them feedback and editing their books for more than six years. Getting on editing calls with writers is one of my favorite things to do. I love to help writers tease apart the threads of their story and figure out exactly what to do next to craft an amazing book. But I can't get on a call with every writer. Plus, I've found that a lot of people have questions about the editing process and want to know a whole lot more about what it takes to write a great book before they consider working with an editor. And the truth is, there are a lot of things that you can do yourself as a writer to self-edit your book before you invest in professional editing. So that's what this podcast is all about. I want to bridge the gap between your first draft and your final draft. I want to demystify what editing looks like, both what you can do to edit your book yourself and what you can expect from professional editing. And I want to give you the tools that I use with writers every day, tools that you can use to write and edit your best book. I've found that most writers aren't very excited about the editing process. Writing a book is really appealing, but people kind of dread editing their books. Personally, I love editing editing. I love it so much. And I'm hoping that in this podcast, I can share that love with you so that you can start to love it too. Because let's face it, if you plan to have a career as an author, you're going to spend a lot of your time in the editing process. Every book has one first draft, but many revisions. You might as well enjoy it. If you don't enjoy editing yet, stick around and hopefully some of my love of editing can rub off on you. I also want to tell you a little bit about what you can expect from this podcast. Each week, you'll get a new episode with a short, actionable tip for the writing and editing process. I'm also going to share a lot of free resources that you can download to help you put these tips into practice. My goal is to give you tools and strategies that you can use in your editing process right away. I don't want to bog you down with a lot of learning and theory, but to empower you to go edit your book right now. This is going to be perfect for you if you're working on a second draft or if you're in the developmental editing process. I'm going to focus on the story structure essentials that will help you make sure your story really works, fill in the plot holes, develop your characters, and fix other high-level story issues. 
If you're working on your first draft, this podcast will also be really useful for you. All of these story concepts that I mentioned are the things that you're creating in draft one, so you'll get some ideas for what to include in your first draft, some tips to make it to the end of that draft, and a heads up on what you can expect in the editing process. And if you're not sure which draft you're on or what you should focus on in your writing and editing process right now, then stick around because that's the topic of an upcoming episode. All that to say, if you're writing or editing a novel, go ahead and subscribe to Your Next Draft wherever you get your podcasts and keep an eye out for a new episode every week. All right, introduction's done. Let's get to the good stuff and talk about that big question that I hear from writers all the time. What do you do when you finish your first draft? Because finishing your first draft is a really huge accomplishment. It's something that so, so many people want to do, but never actually manage. And you've probably worked really hard for months, maybe even years, to write your book and tell the story to yourself. It's an amazing feeling to make it to the end. You've completed this first major step to publishing a book. But you've also kind of fallen off the edge of the map. Here's what I mean by that. People generally know that books begin with first drafts, but if you're new to the writing world, you might not know what comes next. One thing that I love about writing is that it's a hobby or an art or a vocation or however you want to think about it with very low barriers to entry. You don't need a formal education to become an author. You don't need a lot of expensive or specialized equipment. If you have a pen and paper and an idea, you can write a book. But the flip side of that is that it's easy to feel very lost after you finish writing that book. It doesn't require any study to start writing, but in order to publish a great book and build a successful author career, there is a lot to learn. And that first major place where writers start to realize how much there is to learn is after you finish your first draft. That's when they start asking the question, what's next? So I have a 10-step process to go from first draft to second draft, and at the end of the episode, I'll tell you how to get a download with all 10 steps of that process. And in fact, in a few weeks, I'm going to break down each of those 10 steps in their own podcast episodes, so there's a lot coming on how to get through that first draft hurdle of going from first draft to second draft. But right now, in this first episode, I'm going to give you five steps that you can put into practice right away after you finish your first draft. Now, if you're listening right after this episode comes out, you might have just finished NaNoWriMo. I'm actually recording this in the middle of November, and this episode will be coming out right at the end of the month, which is perfect timing for everyone who's finishing NaNoWriMo. If you've never heard of it, that stands for National Novel Writing Month, which is a 30-day novel writing challenge that happens every November, which means that at the end of November, you'll have a finished first draft, and you'll be at this point of figuring out what to do next, which is fantastic. Or... Maybe you're listening to this episode at any point during the year, and it might not be NaNoWriMo season, but you still have a finished first draft. You're still at this point of wondering, what do you do next? So let's get right into it. What do you do? Actually, I want to start us off with three things not to do immediately after your first draft. These are mistakes that I've seen writers make, and when they do, they just end up disappointed. So we're not going to do these things. Okay, the first thing is, do not publish your book right away. As self-publishing has grown and become way more accessible, it's become easier and easier to publish your book completely on your own. It doesn't take much to turn your manuscript into a Kindle file and then make that file available for purchase on Amazon. And I've seen writers who want to go there right away. They're writing this exhilaration of having finally finished a draft of their book, and they want to share it with readers and get right to the thrills of being published as soon as possible. And so they turn that first draft into a Kindle file and they toss it up on Amazon. 
But that is not going to be your path to success. Your book is just not ready for publication after the first draft. You've discovered what the story is, but you haven't refined it and made sure that it has everything that it needs to really work. You haven't fixed the plot holes. You haven't enhanced the character development or made sure the dialogue all sounds realistic. All these developmental concerns that go into telling a great story. There are also a lot of other steps besides the developmental edit, things like copy editing and proofreading and formatting and cover design. These are all things that are a little farther along in the process, and if you go straight from first draft to publication, you're going to skip those as well. But the big thing is, you won't have really refined that story and presented the best story that you're capable of telling. And ultimately, that is going to disappoint readers, and it will be a disappointing publishing experience for you. So, you're not going to go straight into the self-publishing process. That's thing number one. The second thing is, do not query agents or publishers right away. In other words, don't go straight into the traditional publishing process right away. If you want to get traditionally published, you'll first need to find an agent, and then your agent will pitch your book to acquisitions editors in traditional publishing houses. That all starts with writing a query letter and sending your query to agents. But the misconception I hear at this point is, won't a publisher edit your book for you? Won't they provide the editor to work on your book so you don't have to worry about finding someone? And yes, if you get traditionally published, you will have an editor who will give you feedback on your book. But keep in mind that agents and publishers are looking for publication-ready books. They're not looking for first drafts that are still really rough. They're looking for books that are ready to sell so they can put their resources towards producing that book and getting it on bookstore shelves. That means that while they will probably give you small tweaks to make your book better and see how you respond to feedback, they won't be interested in workshopping a book through several drafts until it's finally ready. That's especially true if you're a new author seeking out your first book contract and you don't yet have a catalog of books that are already selling really well. Which all means that if you query agents right after you finish your first draft but before your book is ready to publish, you're not really putting your best foot forward. You probably won't get any manuscript requests because you just haven't presented your best story yet, and the agents will be able to tell. The other problem with querying immediately is that you'll start using your contacts too early in the process. Your query letter will probably receive rejections or go without a response, which is also a rejection, and then it will be much more difficult to query those same agents again when your book is ready after they've already rejected you once. So save all of this for when your book is ready to go. Focus on querying agents after you've edited your book into the best it can be. All right, you're not self-publishing right away, and you're not starting the traditional publishing process right away. Maybe you felt these impulses after you finished the first draft, but maybe you're a perfectionist like me, and you'd never dream of sharing your first draft publicly, so these two things felt a little bit obvious. This third thing, though, might surprise you. Here it is you're not going to start editing your next draft right away. Now, editing is what your book needs next. Publishing is far ahead, but editing is what comes next. But before you can edit effectively, you actually need some space. You need some time to let your brain rest, to let your imagination rest, and let yourself forget about your story and come back to it completely fresh. In fact, I'm starting to spoil the first step of the five-step process I'm about to share, so I'll get into that in just a moment. But for now, just know that when you finish your first draft, avoid jumping straight to doing these three things. Don't self-publish right away, don't query agents right away, and don't start editing your book right away. All right, that's what not to do. Now let's talk about the five things you are going to do. This is the five-step process I recommend for after you finish your first draft. Step one. 
set your book down, and take a break. Like I said, you need to rest after your first draft before you can edit your next draft effectively. I recommend setting your book aside for a minimum of two weeks. A month might be even better. Don't leave it for too much longer than that. You don't want to lose momentum on the story, but you do want to step far enough away from your draft that you can forget everything you just wrote. You want to take off your writer hat and come back with fresh eyes wearing your editor hat. You want to be able to read your story like you've never seen it before. That way you'll have the distance that you need in order to evaluate what's working in your book so far and what might need to change. So set your book down, you walk away from it for two to four weeks, and you come back. Then you're ready for step two, and that is read your book from start to finish. You might be tempted to pick up your pen, open your manuscript to page one, and start making changes. But before you can do that, you need to get a full picture of your book. And the way to do that is by reading the whole book from start to finish. Your goal here is to get the whole story in your mind at once. You want to see what you have on the page so you can strategize the best changes when you do begin editing. As you go through that read-through, you'll probably come up with a lot of ideas for things you want to fix and change. And those are all great. You don't want to lose them, but you also don't want to make those changes just yet. So as you read, keep a piece of paper next to you and take notes of all the things that come to mind that you want to address in the editing process. Just make a list and keep reading. And when you're done with your read-through, you're ready for step three. Create a scene list. Make a list of everything that happens in your book. This could be chapter by chapter or scene by scene. Personally, I do kind of a mix of both. I list out every chapter and then within each chapter, I make a quick note of what happens in each scene. I'm also going to add here that I put this as step three, but personally, I do this during the read-through. So as I go through that initial read-through, I'm taking notes and making a quick note of what's happening in each scene. Now, in my experience, a scene list is one of the absolute most useful tools that you can have in your developmental editing process, and there are a ton of reasons why. In fact, I'm going to have a whole episode soon on why I think scene lists are absolutely invaluable for the editing process. But for now, here's the biggest reason. A scene list allows you to distill your whole book, which could be 80,000 words or 100,000 words or even more, into just a few pages. It enables you to get a high-level view of the story arc. And from there, you can plan targeted changes, reorganizing scenes as needed, deciding what to cut and what to add, without getting overwhelmed by wading through tens of thousands of words. You can create your scene list in a Google Doc or in a Word document. You can create it in a spreadsheet. You can write just a few words for each scene or maybe a sentence or a few sentences. I will say you don't want your summaries of each scene to get too long, so really challenge yourself to make them short. That will force you to figure out what's most important in every scene, but anything from a couple words to a couple sentences is great. The goal of this step is to think through your whole story as a whole, not in bits and pieces. Because here's the real temptation at this point. It's really easy to focus on surface-level issues rather than going deep into the underlying story problems. Personally, I'm a developmental editor, but I'm also a copy editor and a proofreader. That means I find it really easy to spot grammar errors, spelling mistakes, typos, and other sentence-level errors. And honestly, it took me years of practice and training to start shifting my mindset when I approach stories from first finding those surface-level errors to instead actually going deeper down into the deep story issues. I had to learn how to focus on the content, the underlying concepts, and the story arc, and it really didn't happen immediately for me. It took me a lot of practice. 
Maybe you can relate to that, or maybe you're not particularly interested in the grammar. You don't have strong opinions on where the commas go, but you do find it really easy to get focused on the sentences or the paragraphs. You could polish one scene or one chapter for ages until it's refined and absolutely perfect. The problem with that, though, is that that will just distract you from the larger problem of your story. If you have 60 perfectly written scenes, but 10 of them are the wrong scenes and don't fit the story, you still have to address those story issues. You'll have spent a lot of time and energy polishing something that you're ultimately going to radically change or even remove entirely. So it's much more energy efficient to save that surface level polishing for later. Train yourself to look at the story structure first and skip the sentence polishing for a later draft. Instead, make your scene list and use it to zoom out and start thinking through how your overall story structure is working, and then move on to step four. Determine your story's genre. Like we just established, your second draft is about the structure of your book. And if a scene list is one invaluable editing tool, your genre is another. Here's why. The genre of your book is the blueprint for the structure of your book. It will give you objective measures of what your story needs to include and what your readers expect so that you can make sure that the story you're writing will best satisfy your readers. Think about it this way. A murder mystery requires very different story elements than a love story. And readers of murder mysteries know what those elements are. They have a lot of expectations when you go into a murder mystery. If you go into a murder mystery and there's no dead body or there's no crime or there's no mystery, then your readers are going to be very disappointed. They're going to think, wow, when I discovered this book, I had certain expectations of what the reading experience was going to be like. Those were based on the cover, the title, the shelf it was on in the bookstore. They all communicated murder mystery. And then once I read it, I was really disappointed because the things that I was expecting just weren't there. Nobody died, no clues were discovered, and no mystery was solved. The same thing goes for a love story. Readers expect that there will be lovers who meet at some point, that they're going to break up, that they're going to get back together. These are all elements of the love story structure that readers really want to see. They do want to see those happen in new and creative ways in every single time that they pick up a love story. But even as they're getting all innovative and new and creative, they still want those same elements to happen in some form. And if those elements are missing, they will feel disappointed with the story because they will know that something is just not right. And that is why knowing your genre is so powerful. It is the key to understanding your reader's expectations so you can deliver on those expectations in surprising and innovative ways that your readers will love. I'll say that again. Genre is the key to understanding your reader's expectations so you can deliver on those expectations in surprising and innovative ways that readers will love. This is such an important topic that I'm going to have a whole podcast episode later on about how to find your genre and then how to use your genre to craft an amazing story. Probably there will be several episodes, honestly. This is a topic that we're going to be revisiting again and again because there's just a ton to say here. But for now, just know that the fourth thing to do after you finish your first draft is to determine your genre. In other words, you're going to choose a framework or a structure for your book so that when you start to edit, you have a guide for what changes your book requires. And that brings us to step five, which is edit your second draft. Okay, I will admit that compared to the rest of these stages, this step is really big and broad. What does edit your second draft actually mean? What are you literally going to do? Let's talk about what you're looking for when you edit your second draft. 
The goal of the second draft is to establish your story's structure. I'm just going to say that over and over and over again. Establish your story's structure. Your genre is the guide to the structural elements that your story needs, and your scene list is your guide to what is actually happening in your story right now. So in your second draft, you're essentially going to combine those two things. You're going to make sure that all of those story elements that your genre requires are present in your story. So think about questions like these. Are there plot holes in your story? If so, how will you fix them? Are there storylines that you set up, but then you kind of forgot about halfway through, so they're just kind of dangling in the middle unresolved? Will you create some way to wrap up those storylines, or will you just cut them entirely? What major choices do your characters make? This is huge. Every single time I open a book, I'm looking for what major choices the characters make. And what will your readers want and expect from your story? Does your book deliver on those expectations? Now, let's also talk about what you're not going to focus on in your second draft. Remember, at this point, you don't want to get caught up in surface-level things, which means at this point, you're not editing for grammar, you're not looking for typos, and you're not here to polish your sentences and your line-by-line writing. It's okay if this is hard to do at first. Like I said, it took me years to get really comfortable ignoring all those surface-level problems so that I could just focus on the story. Now, I read all kinds of messy first drafts, full of line-by-line and copy-editing problems, and I'm able to completely ignore all that and really just focus on the story. But that took me a lot of practice, and it might take a lot of practice for you, too. Just remember that in your second draft, and in any developmental edit, you're not asking, does this sentence work? You're asking, does this story work? And your goal is to fix the major story-level problems in your book. And I promise you, your book has some story-level problems. So there you go. The five things you should do when you finish writing your first draft. To review, those steps are, first, set your book down. Second, read the whole book. Third, make a scene list. Fourth, determine your genre. And fifth, edit your book, focusing specifically on the structure of your story. Okay, now that was a lot. And maybe you were taking notes, but if you weren't, don't worry, because I have a free download for you, so you don't have to. It's a list of all these five steps, plus five more. You can get that download by going to alicesudlow.com slash 10 steps. And I'm also going to put that link in the show notes for you, so it's easy to find. And I also want to give you an assignment that you can do right now. First, I want you to think of where you are in your book writing process. Are you working on a first draft or have you finished your first draft? Are you maybe taking a break between drafts or are you editing the second draft of your novel? Or maybe you're beyond the second draft and you're on your third draft, your sixth draft, your tenth draft. Hopefully not too many more drafts than that. That's a lot of drafts. But if you're feeling mired in never-ending drafts, don't worry. We're going to help you finish editing and get ready to publish. Now, Based on your current progress, I want you to choose the next step that best fits you right now. So if you're working on your first draft, I want you to keep writing until you finish. That's your goal right now. Just make it through to the end of your book. If you've finished your first draft and now you're wondering what's next, I want you to put your book down for two to four weeks. For all of my writers who just finished NaNoWriMo, this is for you. Just take a break in December. Isn't that nice? Now, if you're currently taking a break from your finished first draft, then check in with yourself and see if it's time to start editing. It's probably not time to start editing if you're taking a break starting like two days ago, like you just finished your first draft and this is the beginning of your break. 
But if it's been a couple weeks or it's been maybe a month or two and you're starting to feel that motivation and enthusiasm for this project fade a little bit, that's a big sign that it is time to get right back into your draft. You don't want to let that energy dissipate. You want to bring it with you into your editing process. So if you're starting to feel like you've had your break, you've forgotten what you wrote in your story and you're drifting away from this project a little, come on back and dive into the editing process. And if you're currently editing, I want you to ask yourself, have you done these five steps? Did you do them all before you got started editing? Did you read your whole book? Did you create your scene list? And did you determine your genre? If you have missed any of these steps, I really recommend doing these now, especially if you're feeling stuck in your editing process. These are going to be really helpful things to get you unstuck and move you forward so that you can get to the end of this draft and move on into your next draft, having made the most important changes within this draft. So that's your assignment right now. Your two tasks are figure out where you are in your writing and editing process, and then figure out based on these five steps where you need to go next. And don't forget to download that list of all 10 steps, which you can use as a quick reference guide as you figure out what you need to do right now with your draft. Get that download by going to alicesudlow.com slash 10 steps. Okay, that's it for this first episode of Your Next Draft. I'll be back here same time, same place next week with more tips and strategies to help you finish your first draft, edit your next draft, and get ready to publish. Thanks so much for joining me, and I'll see you next week. That's it for this episode of Your Next Draft. If you enjoyed what you've just heard, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And while you're at it, would you mind leaving a rating and review? That makes a huge difference in helping other writers discover this podcast too. Plus, I love reading your reviews and they help me know what's helpful to you so I can be sure to share more tips you'll love. All right, pick up your pen, get back to editing, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.